Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. Hello and welcome to the Master Books Podcast. Today, I have such a great show for you. My friend and coworker, Jessica McCuller, is here today, and she's talking with us about intentional discipleship in your home and your homeschool. Jessica and I have been working together for quite a few years now, and I've always been really impressed with the way her heart is toward her family and discipling her family, and also her heart for you, the Master Books customer. So I'm really pleased to have you today on the show. Thanks for joining us, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So also Jessica's role at Masterbooks is the customer experience manager. She's done many things that have led her to this particular role, but she has a really important role in how you receive the curriculum and how you experience Masterbooks. She's always thinking about you. So today she's going to share even more of her heart with us about discipling her children. She also is a mother a wife, a homeschool mom, and an author of the Where Faith Grows curriculum, which is our Bible curriculum for elementary students. So Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time in your incredibly busy life to join us. Also, just to share this message with us, we heard some of it at the Smarter Way to Homeschool Summit, where you talked about discipleship. And I just grabbed a hold to this nugget about Discipleship is not difficult, but it's intentional. And I I love it. So I want you to share with us a little bit about your journey, how why you and your husband decided to homeschool, and what how discipleship and homeschool came together for you. Okay. So um I was actually homeschooled as a as you know, in my years of being schooled, I was in a Christian private school from kindergarten through fourth grade, and then I was homeschooled from fifth through 12th grade. And so it was really always on my heart that I wanted to homeschool my children. I had enjoyed my homeschool experience. I saw the benefits of homeschooling, and that was even outside of the discipleship aspect, you know, because I don't think that was really on my mind as a student, mm-hmm. although I'm sure it was definitely on my parents' minds. Um but just be from from my own experience, I really wanted to homeschool my own kids. And when it came to the point where the children in our household were ready to get into the schooling years, I was actually working full time from home. Mm-hmm. And I had multiple little ones. And I really just thought, I can't do this. I can't homeschool and work from home and have little ones. And so, you know, this just isn't an option. And we put them in a Christian private school. my oldest was in a private school for kindergarten and first grade. And then that our daughter was in private school for just kindergarten. And then the summer before that next year, God called us to move 600 miles away. Wow. And this decision was made about two weeks before the school year started. 
And we knew we were about to just change our children's lives drastically. Um, we had always lived really close to family. Um, we were about five minutes drive from pretty much all of our family. And that's all our kids had ever known. And the school that they were in was one that we were very comfortable with. We knew the staff. And so when we were like, we're going to move so far away, we don't know what the schools, even the private schools are like there. We don't really have a community there. And so we made the decision at that point, even though I was still working full time from home, that I was going to figure it out and we were going to start homeschooling so we could add some stability to our children's lives when we were making such a big, drastic change in their lives. Um, so at that point, I was still just homeschooling two, and I had two younger ones um, kind of jumped in, and we haven't looked back. We absolutely have loved it. There's obviously been some challenging times, especially trying to navigate working full time, and God has really opened up doors since then that I've been able to decrease my hours. Um, I've started working for Masterbooks instead of what I was previously doing. Um, so it's just been really exciting to see what God has done through that. And over time, our convictions about homeschooling have changed instead of just feeling like, well, this is the best schooling option. Mm -hmm. We now see it as this is God's, um, this is really his viewpoint. This is his opinion on how we should be educating and discipling our children. And I think that homeschooling really gives us such a unique and God-given way of training our children because we're the ones with our kids all day long. Mm -hmm. um, even if they're doing extra activities, for the most part, we're the ones who are spending most of the time with our children. And if we're sending our kids off to school, there's so many hours away from the home that it, it starts to pull from our ability to really capitalize on moments throughout the day and use those as discipleship opportunities um, because we still have to get the housework done and we still have to, you know, make sure dinner's on the table. And there's so many just really practical aspects of life that can get us overwhelmed when we when our schedules are really busy and we're running kids to and from school and they're gone for the majority of the day. So I think homeschooling really opens up the opportunity that we can live life with our kids day in and day out. We can take them to the grocery store with us and, you know, everything that we're doing, they're able to be there alongside us. Mm -hmm. And that opens up a lot more possibilities for us to have real life conversations. And just like you mentioned earlier, discipleship isn't difficult but it is intentional. So it means that each day I have to get up and I have to think about, God, what do you want me to talk about with my kids today? How can I show them you? How can I be you know, the hands and feet of Jesus to my children and show them how to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world around them? And so it's not, it's not so complicated as it is just really thinking through that and asking God to really... Um, asking the Holy Spirit to work through you in your relationship with your children and really just live out your faith in front of them. That's really what it is. And I think homeschooling gives us that opportunity because we're able to spend so much time together. Absolutely. And I love that you brought prayer into it because we, we cannot anticipate everything that's going to happen today or tomorrow or in 10 years, but we have today and we have the Lord, we have the opportunity to come boldly to his throne, express our weakness and say, 
I know I'm just a girl with a bunch of kids here in this house with a lot to do on my list. So I'm just boasting to you about my weakness today, Lord, like 2 Corinthians 12, 9 talks about. And I need the power of the Holy Spirit, that exceeding greatness of his power toward those who believe to meet me here. And then the wonder of how he does it. Yes, absolutely. Even and sometimes I think we get overwhelmed with what's on our plate. But when we take it to God in prayer, you know, God isn't surprised by what's on our plate. He knows what we have to do each day. Um, he knows if you're a working from home mom. Uh, he knows all of that. He knows if, you know, whatever, whatever you're dealing with. And if you're walking in his will, he's called you to specific things. He's going mm -hmm. to equip you in the process um, for those things. And so every Christian parent has been called to disciple their children. God will equip you to do that in whatever that looks like where you're at. And so that's a really exciting thing that we can go to him in prayer and say, hey, God, you know what's on my to-do list today. You know what, uh, maybe those things that are going to pop up that I don't know about that aren't on my to-do list and they're going to kind of take over the day and this day is going to run off the rails. But he already knows all of that beforehand and he can um, really direct your steps in how in the very real down-to-earth moments, the things that don't go perfect, you know, when the two-year-old is crying on the grocery store floor and you're just like, I'm about to walk out of here because I can't handle this. Um, you know, God knows that that's going to happen. He already saw it and he can help prepare you and equip you and how to handle each and every situation and how to disciple your children through those situations. Absolutely. And the other scripture that came to mind while you were talking is that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And when we're yoke up with his strength for this opportunity, intentional opportunity to discipleship, it won't be as overwhelming as it would be if you were trying to figure out how to cram it in to what you already have on your list. So talk to us a little bit about how at Masterbooks, the curriculum is designed so that the intentionality is almost put in there for them. Yeah. So with Masterbooks, everything starts with the foundation of a biblical worldview. So it's really awesome to be able to open up resources and those resources are supporting the discipleship that I am implementing in my household. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever we bring resources into our house, they can either support or they can take away from, they can hurt the message that we're trying to give to our children. And I want to bring in resources that are supporting that message. And that's really what Masterbooks has done. It helps our children to see God through each of the different areas of study and helps us to just understand who he is, helps us to develop a relationship with him. That is, that's really what Christianity is. It's a relationship with God and living out that relationship for others to see around us. And so that's what Masterbooks has done. There are so many elements interwoven into the courses where, you know, children are beginning to understand who God is, but then they're also understanding how do we live out that faith? Um, there are aspects of sharing God's love with the people around them. And 
having a resource that kind of has all of that interwoven in there for me, I don't have to try to think of all these extra things that I need to do. Um, that is so helpful. It's even helpful to keep me on track, right? Uh, sometimes I need a reminder like, hey, remember you're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> and so it's like, oh yeah, I have to care about these people or I have to get out of my comfort zone. It can be really easy you know, we want to challenge our kids to get out of their comfort zone, but we as adults all kind of have our own little comfort zone too. Where do we feel most comfortable? And I love that even within the books, sometimes I'm challenged where I'm like, okay, I have to get out of my comfort zone because I need to live my faith in all areas. Right. Um, so I, I really like that that's interwoven there. And it really, the within the curriculum, as the student progresses, they are seeing how to make their faith their own. And that is an element of discipleship that that really is important. Discipleship isn't just us telling our kids a bunch of things and then one day being like, okay, now you've got it and you go out. Um, there is so much where they have to start taking ownership of their faith as well. And it's really important for that process to happen kind of with our eyes open and seeing what's going on mm -hmm. so we can kind of see their worldview develop and they can talk with us about their worldview. And so as the students mature kind of into like the junior high and high school ages, that is interwoven into the curriculum as well, where they really start to put um, either orally or maybe pen to paper, start writing out their real thoughts about things. Even um, I'm planning out this next year, and we're my one of my kids is doing world story three and there's this worldview element that's interwoven into there where they're actually starting to identify where these people in history the things they've said and the things they've done and then what does that tell us their worldview is how can we start to identify that by looking at what's happening around us and i love that so he's going into eighth grade and he's starting to look at what's happening and then say okay, well, does this line up with the Bible or does it not? And he's being given the tools and how to do that, even through something like history. I love that. I love it. It makes me think about my own upbringing and how it didn't do that. I didn't have that. You know, we, we went to school and we looked at our peers all day and we let that inform what we believed. We went to church, you know, and our parents definitely talk to us, but the amount of time you're with other people and at that age, you're, you're looking for what is true. And I love that your son at that age is already developing the ability to discern that other people's worldview and cash. When, um, Anna's has Hannah's son cash was on the show. He talked about, um, being in high school and going into the workplace. And he was, because he had done the logic course and he had done the worldview course about the cults, different cults and religions, he, he was immediately able to identify what his coworkers' worldview was, why they believed what they believed, and he knew how to talk about it. That, yes. that was not my experience in public school. So, you know, and I'm sure that a lot of the moms who were teaching, that wasn't their experience either. And I love hearing the testimonies of the different moms who have taken like the logic course or the worldview course so that they have also that 
in them as they lead. And one of our pastors once said, um, you know, like you don't have to know it all. You just need to be like one day ahead of your kid, <laughs> you know, just be ready. And so I love that you are you are witnessing that as you are the customer experience manager, you're witnessing that different moms are expressing, telling you the stories about how their family's faith is growing, how theirs is growing. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you see that happening in the Masterbooks family. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that is so touching to see is when um, parents post and share with us about salvations that are happening with their children as they're really starting to understand the gospel message, because that gospel message, especially in the early years, um, is really foundational. And so we're really weaving that into so many of the courses in those early years. So children are understanding what does the Bible say about mankind? What does the Bible say about creation, mankind, the fall, um, and, and what is salvation? And so because of that being oftentimes repeated, um, which is so important in learning, repeated exposure to something really makes a difference. And so when we are repeatedly covering these topics, mm -hmm. what we're getting is we're having so many testimonies of salvations of children who are truly understanding the gospel message. They're not just praying a prayer because, you know, mom and dad said, repeat these words. Mm -hmm. um, they're actually understanding what the gospel message is, what the Bible teaches us, you know, who we are and why we need a savior. And so that's such a blessing to hear those testimonies coming in when we get to see these children that are making decisions for Christ. And then often um, we'll even parents will even share with us when their children are baptized. And so they're making that public commitment to follow Christ as well. And that is just so touching for all of us at Masterbooks to see and to know that um, God is really using these materials to impact this next generation. And then Absolutely. on top of that, um, we see things like language lessons has the student walk um, writing Psalms. Mm -hmm. And so what a joy to hear our children um, sing or write their praises to God. And we get to really see a glimpse of what's inside their heart and what they understand about God. And to see that come out, I mean, it just, it's so beautiful, right? I mean, it's just amazing when you see your own child, right? I've, I've read my own kids' psalms, and it's so moving because I can see their heart for God mm -hmm. through a simple assignment, through a simple writing assignment. Now, I could be using another curriculum that's teaching them to write, and they could be writing about going to see the elephant at the zoo. Yeah. And they're going to still learn to write, but to see them growing in their writing abilities while showing their love and their praise for God. What a blessing. And it's really neat when we get to see families share those Psalms and share what their children are really learning and understanding about God through something like language arts. Um, we also get testimonies a lot of times where people will take their kids to a zoo or to the aquarium or to some type of a museum and the kids will see something about millions of years ago and the kids will blurt out, that's not true. That's a lie. You know, um, I had my own experience of that. I took my kids to the, um, to an aquarium one time 
and they had a big, big turtle, I think is what it was. Um, that was supposed to be from millions of years ago. And my daughter was probably, oh, she was probably five or six years old. I mean, she was young and she just yelled out that this is a lie. This isn't true. Why would they say this? <laughs> you know, there's people all around. Um, but how exciting that our kids are not ashamed of what they believe and they are sure of what they believe. It's really exciting. Um, what a great time to teach them these things because they believe what we tell them when they're young. Right. And so it's really exciting to hear that kids are just so matter of fact. You know, kids are so black and white. This is right. This is wrong. Yeah. And they're so willing to share that when they understand that. And so we hear testimonies of parents saying, hey, this just happened when I went to, you know, this place. And it's really neat to see that. Or maybe even when they're watching a TV show and something comes up that a child knows is not true and they they're able to tell their parents, hey, why is that on the TV? Because I know that's a lie. They're lying to people. Um, so kind of it's just really neat to see our kids know what they believe, understand truth. Mm -hmm and be able to express that. <clears throat> and then even with where faith grows, um, you know, I've just been so blessed to see the families that have shared how this has impacted their, their children. You know, level one has only been out for a little bit less than one year at this point. Okay. It's kind of crazy to think about because it, it feels so much longer, but mm -hmm. it's really been less than a year that level one has been out. But to see the testimonies come in of families that their kids are really starting to understand who God is. And then not just, um, I think parents do a really good job of teaching character traits and teaching their kids to be good. But as Christians, um, we're not called to teach our kids to be good just to be good. There's a reason why God has called us to live the way that he has. And so that's really a big focus that I have um, included in where faith grows. I want, you know, we want to teach our kids the character traits that God has called us to live out, but we want to teach them why he's called us to live this way. And what's the heart that we have in living this way. I kind of think back to where we were talking earlier about, um, kind of where you said that prayer where, you know, you have all these things on your plate and God knows what's going to happen and he will equip you for what faces you in the day. Really, that's the same idea and mindset we need to have with our children when we're talking about character traits. It's God that does the work through us. Mm -hmm. It's not us. We are not good on our own. I cannot work hard enough to be good enough. I, right. I will always fail. And so we need to be careful with the way that we're treat that that we're teaching these character traits that we're teaching them from a biblical understanding of who God says that we are and how he actually does the work through us mm -hmm. and so it's really exciting to see kids starting to to grasp that to grasp really who God is and to grasp how he wants us to live and why he wants us to live that way and so that's been exciting to see those testimonies coming in as well Absolutely. And I want to mention about where faith grows. One of, I remember when you were just working on it before it was published and the heart behind it was discipleship so that the parent would be there working with the child in a discipleship role, not just here's a book, go learn this. Or it was more of a parent and a child working together. 
Absolutely. That is definitely the heart behind where faith grows. Kind of same thing as what we were talking about earlier. If I'm sending my kids away all day long, it's very hard for me to disciple them in the limited time I have. Mm -hmm. You know, we can actually create that same model in our home. We can create that same model where we send our children away for hours, even though they're physically next to us. Mm -hmm. And so if we are relying on a text to do all of the work, we're missing the mark. Um, God has called us to disciple. So I can't buy enough books to do the work for me. Um, and so the heart here with Where Faith Grows is this is a relational thing. This is something with the parent and the child together. God is calling the parent to this work. And this course is simply a tool for the parent to use. Um, and so that's really the heart behind it. And you can kind of see that through Where Faith Grows Level 1 specifically with a, there's a bunch of extension ideas where you can take things beyond the book. I did not want this to be an activity book for your child. I, I did not want this to just be hand the book, walk away. And now your kid is going to have growing faith. That's just not realistic because that's not the model that God placed in the Bible for us. It's not the way he designed us. He designed us as relational beings. Mm -hmm. That is the way that our children really need to grow in their faith is through relationship. I love it. And I, I love that the series is growing. Now, how many, how many books are we going to have? So there's going to be six at the end of when, when it's complete, it's going to cover all the way through essentially grade six or elementary school. Um, level two is currently written and it's about to go into the design process. Okay. I have a little snapshot. If anybody's looking at the video. All right. Is the cover. Oh, I love it. For where faith grows level two. There's this sweet family that's going to be in level two. Um, it's a little bit different than level one. The mom is doing a lot of the bringing up new concepts and things. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of homeschool families, this is a lot of what our, our day-to-day -day looks like, where mom is the one a lot of times who's there talking about things. And oftentimes dad is out of the home working. Obviously, each family is individual, but it just kind of felt like a very um, normal process to have this. But then I love the fact because dad is also very interwoven into this level and he brings a level of fun, which I know not every household is the same. But in my household, that tends to be the way that things go. Mom okay. is a little bit more serious. She's talking to us about serious stuff. And, you know, dad's talking about serious stuff, too. But somehow he just makes those serious things really fun. And so the dad here, he offers challenges to the kids. He um, gives them all their memory verse challenges, gives them different ways to practice their memory verse. Um, he brings in, he's just always challenging them to something new and fun. So he kind of brings, I don't know, just that, just really that level of fun to the course. So I love that aspect that mom and dad are really the ones talking a lot in this course. Um I'm really, I'm just really excited about level two Good. and what it's going to look like. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So, and you, what you're talking about when you're talking about the mom and the dad in the course is the story that you've woven through the course, right? Yes. So the, the way that your student is kind of getting the instruction through the text is the mom talking. So um, her name is Miss Beth. 
and she's kind of sharing about these different concepts. Um, she'll be sharing about different attributes of God and different character traits. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I mean there. And then the dad is issuing, his name is Mr. Luke, and he's going to be issuing um, challenges to his own children and then also to the child who's reading the text as well. I see. I love that. Story is such an important part. And recently we, when we had Angela O'Dell on the show, she talked about the value of the story um, interwoven into the master books series, like her own Math Lessons for a Living of Education, as well as yours. Yes. And it really brings in, just like what I talked about a second ago, that relational aspect that God designed us to grow to operate inside of relationship. That's how he made us. And we see that even back in the Garden of Eden when he realized, you know, he knew that Adam needed help me. And that's because Adam needed relationship. That's how he created us to function. Mm -hmm. And so even within the text, you see that relationship. You see the relationship between the family. And then it's not just... Um, dry text that your student is reading or you're reading to your student, but it's actually, you know, it's like a person who's talking and interacting. And that is so beneficial for um, this understanding and growing. Thank you for explaining that. So I want to take a second and ask the people who are listening. Thank you for listening so far. We want to ask you to rate and review the show. It is so helpful to us. It's encouraging to us to read your reviews. We really are doing this to try to encourage you. And I'd like for you to please leave us a rate, a review or rating and let us know how your family's faith is growing because of being involved with the master books curriculum. We would love to read that. And we love to do shout outs on the show so that we can share with other people your own experience. So thanks to everybody who's done that so far. And then Jessica, speaking of the resources and the curriculum and the way that we bring family into it, tell us some of the resources in the master books catalog or library of books that can be used in a family setting like morning baskets or family devotions, or even when children are with their grandparents, what are some of the different things that you recommend that actually help in the discipleship? So I kind of, I mean, we have so many resources. I could be on here all day long talking about <laughs> all the resources. So I just grabbed a few just to share about. Um, one of my favorites for young children is the Big Thoughts series, Big Thoughts for Little Thinkers. Two, there's four books in this series. Okay. Two of them are used with Where Faith Grows One, and mm -hmm. two are used with Where Faith Grows Two. But these are books that are awesome to have on your shelf, no matter what. I mean, even if you're not to the point of using the curriculum yet, these are great to use even with um, three, four-year-olds. They're awesome. They talk about the Trinity, the scripture, the mission, the gospel. So very basic concepts of understanding our faith and how God wants us to walk and live out our faith. So I really love those books for young kids. I'd say, like I said, about maybe three years old, really as early as you're comfortable, really as early as you're reading to your kids. You can okay. read them, you know, when they're babies, um, all the way up to probably nine or 10, although they're small books and they have young children in the pictures, the concepts are very big even for parents to understand these concepts. 
One thing I love about these books is that they have scripture verses on the bottom of each page that back up what is on the page. So love you that. can really take the learning further, look up those verses and understand this is what the Bible says about these topics. Mm -hmm. So I love those. And then my other favorite one for younger kids is God is really, really real. I would say this one you could probably use I don't know that there is a limit on the age group because this one goes through 30 really basic Bible doctrines. Um, it starts, it, you understand who God is and who the Holy Spirit is, who Jesus is, who the devil is. Um, you understand baptism and communion. You understand what faith is. All of these different topics are covered in here. It starts off with a really cute storyline, but then it goes into um, really a deep dive into 30 doctrines. And so it's a wonderful resource. The plan is that that book will be used alongside Where Faith Grows Level 3. Okay. So that's, that should be coming in the future. And then, so I think those are great to use along with your kids. Okay. Um, another option to use with your kids is the 10-minute Bible journey. This is... 52 accounts through scripture chronologically it takes about 10 minutes for each account. So these are good options for family Bible studies. Also, they're really great for adults, even if you don't want to use it as a family Bible study. And Where Faith Grows Too, I recommend that the parent actually grabs this book. And for each one of the, um, the Bible accounts that are shared in Where Faith Grows Too, I tell the parent, which story in 10, the 10 minute Bible journey to read, which account in the 10 minute Bible journey to read. So that way they have a better understanding of the context happening around the short synopsis that's in where faith grows too. So that's just a really great thing to grow. Even the parents faith, if you're not ready to use it with, maybe you have really young children, maybe, you know, so it's really good resource for everyone, I think. And then another option, I would say this would be probably for if your children are nine or 10 and up is creation to Babel. Okay. This is really a deep dive into the first 11 chapters of Genesis and understanding what they're saying. I think as a family, you can go through this as long as you have kids, like I said, nine and 10 and up probably. If you have kids that are nine and 10 and up, even with younger kids, I totally think it's doable. I just probably wouldn't do it if your oldest is six. Okay. Uh, but that's great. And that's part of our morning basket with Will They Stand, which is a parenting resource. That would be awesome. We have a schedule for both of these that you can utilize for a full year of study for the parents to read through Will They Stand and then to go through Creation to Babel as a family. So those are awesome to do. Perfect. And then something else that I really think is important for us to understand as parents is that in order for us to disciple our children, we have to be educated. Just like you said before, you have to be one step ahead of your kids. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand what's going on in the culture around us and what the Bible says about these topics. And so I really would recommend for parents to grab quick answers to social issues. This book is going to dive into those really tough topics, especially related to um, things like the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade that just was determined. Uh, these are going to bring up questions that our kids have. 
So let's take this opportunity, capitalize on it. Let's have real conversations with them. So we as parents need to be educated on these topics. We need to know what the Bible says about them. We need to understand what is happening in our culture and society. And so utilizing resources like quick answers to social issues can be a great thing for that. And then also this parenting resource, Raising Them Up by um, Israel Wayne, is a really great resource to understand the calling that God has placed on us and how we can walk out that calling in the day-to-day -day life. How do we live out what God has called us to as parents? So I think it's important for us to do family studies and to have those conversations with our kids, but it's also so important for our own personal growth in our own personal education, that we continue growing and developing because that's how we will effectively disciple our children. Absolutely. And I, I love how much knowledge you have about every one of our uh, books and curriculum. And what I want to encourage everyone who's listening to do is to log on to the Masterbooks app on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Jessica is there answering questions about curriculum and books. It's a great way to get to know Jessica, get to know the books, get to know each other, people that are um, homeschooling just like you using master books. And also that one of those books is going to be the topic used for the book club inside the master books app, which is coming up. So check that out, download the app. You can find the link to it at masterbooks.com or just go to Google Play or iTunes and download the Masterbooks app. So one more quick little thing I want to ask you, um, because we are going to wrap things up and let people get on to the next thing they're doing today. I want you to um, share with us one thing you wish you had known that you know today, but you wish you had known back when you were first starting homeschooling your children, discipling your children that would encourage people who are just starting their journey or new to the discipleship idea of homeschooling? Um, I think I think it goes back to kind of that tagline that I keep saying, discipleship is not difficult, it's intentional. Mm -hmm. We can get really overwhelmed thinking we've got to do all these things and we really don't have to do all the things. We really just have to live our faith in front of our kids, constantly being open to conversations and understand that even at a young age, we can have certain conversations with our kids. I remember talking about the Trinity with my oldest when he was two years old. I remember sitting at the table. I remember him talking to me about it. And we can think these ideas are too lofty for our children or they won't understand them. Um, but they really will. I remember a couple years ago, I posted on my personal social media that my children were having a conversation about eschatology. They were having the conversation. I overheard the conversation. Oh, wow. They were having the conversation about eschatology because I had been willing, my husband and I had been willing to talk with them about eschatology really since a very young age. So when we realize our kids are just, you know, it's not hard. What do you believe on topics? Talk to them. Talk to your kids about these topics and then live out your faith with them. Take them with you when you're going to places. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, sometimes I think we overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. So it's just the reminder for myself and for everybody. We don't have to complicate it. And whatever you're doing uh, ministry wise, bring your kids along with you. Let them see that. Let them see your faith in action. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and experience with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone who's listening, you don't want to miss the replays of our summit that we just had called The Smarter Way to Homeschool. And Jessica gave an amazing talk full of research about discipleship, research that will blow your mind about the biblical worldview in our churches and in our country. So I'm going to put the link to those um, YouTube videos in the show notes, as well as links to the resources that Jessica's mentioned today as she shared all these discipleship opportunities with us. Jessica, thank you for being on the show today. I want to remind everybody you can catch Jessica at um, the Masterbooks app on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central. And I want to leave you with a prayer that you would have that God would give you the wisdom that you need in your times of weakness that you would have the humility to ask him for it and that you would overflow with faith and courage as you see him answering your prayers to intentionally disciple your children. And with that, we'll say goodbye. Hey, thanks for joining the Master Books podcast. This was fun and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.